Welcome to South London Hardcore. I'm Jack McEnroy. I'm here with Steve Walsh. Hello. And our friend Tabo Malachwa. Yo. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that greeting is a sign that it is already Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> um, so your special hello to all the uh, mahogany barbies that might be listening. You know, you know show us some love on Twitter, isn't it, Steve? What was that word? Mahogany Barbies. Mahogany Barbies, right. People actually. remember that from episode whatever, 31. Yeah, 20, I, 22, I, I, 22. I didn't for a second, but I do now. I don't know how to say this in a, without sounding stupid, but you're a black South Londoner, Tavo. Yeah, that's one of the reasons you're here. <laughs> I feel like that's the only reason I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> it's to be honest with you. Yeah. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> you're also friends with, uh, with people who run the show, so there's another reason. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're not the only black South Londoner. You do realise that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only black South Londoner who Jack knows, except for... Lakeisha. 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 You can say Lakeisha. <laughs> exactly how people yeah, are aware of Lakeisha. Yeah, they know who Lakeisha is, yeah, exactly. Except for his missus. Oh. Ironically, Jack's wearing his more Lakeisha t-shirts there, and Lakeisha so. is on the show, so... <laughs> yeah, you get your more Lakeisha t-shirts, Southland Hardcore t-shirts at uh, southlandhardcore.com. Click shop at the top. As an independent observer, Tabo, how would you assess this t-shirt? Pretty tight. It's tight, man. I have put on weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can also get your uh, more Lakeisha Rasta hats. With the uh, <laughs> no, you can't really. You can't. <laughs> with the Floella Benjamin beaded bracelet. <laughs> exactly. We've crossed the line. I feel pretty uncomfortable at the moment. I've got to say, <laughs> I didn't know it was going to go down like this. <laughs> I'm waiting for the white hoods to come out. So, so. There's Can no we, white hoods on the yeah, show. Yeah. Man. There's some white people in the hood. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it is Black History Month. Um, I was watching a video earlier today in preparation for the show of Morgan Freeman saying that you shouldn't have Black History Month. Uh, he was saying to the guy, do you have Jewish History Month? Do you want Jewish History Month? Yeah, it's a valid point. And that's it? Morgan Freeman, so... Yeah, well, this is, there's been, ever since it started, there's been an ongoing debate about the nature of Black History Month. The idea being, you know, if it's important, talk about it for more than a month. But then, you know, traditionally, you look at the sort of Eurocentric nature of the education systems, particularly in America and the uh, UK. And, you know, it, it, in, you know, so many things that are sort of umbrellaed under political correctness, it's a necessary correction, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's the idea, isn't it? It started to kind of redress the balance, uh, like your black interest sections in uh, bookshops in, like, the 80s or whatever. Yeah. When I was working at Waterstones in Oxford Street, they decided to introduce a black interest not a section for, like, fiction yeah. in, like, 2007. And, like, at that point, it's just, like, an apartheid, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Like, do you know what I mean? Just, we're just going to pull out all the stuff by black authors and put it over here. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's, you could say that um, there was an argument that black history month has become a bit antiquated for that reason. Not that the, the balance is redressed. No. But, you know what I mean? It is a bit... Uh, it just, it seems that uh, the sort of study of history has got more sophisticated, you know, in, in all sort of... Because another criticism that was levelled at black history month was that it wasn't history. It was a celebration... Of black, black culture, but also specific black people from history. So mm. it would just be a case of these are black people to admire, and you go, well, "That's not history, is it?" Picking out people, and, that, and, and obviously traditionally that was Mo Farah is not black history, Mark, is he? <laughs> <laughs> but that was that was w- with sort of uh, the, the history that was traditionally taught in schools. There was for a long time it was just a case of here's the Battle of Trafalgar, how great is Nelson? Yeah. It wasn't there was no historiography there, there was no assessment of the situation, mm-hmm. and that's sort of something that needs to develop in every form of history, including Black History Month. And there, there has been sort of criticism level in the past that it's just a case of these are great figures. And again, it's a necessary correction. You know, Mary Seacole probably being the best example, where for years she was unknown and libelled in some places. You know, Florence Nightingale had... Should I do a quick run-through for, for who it, Mary yeah. Seacole is for listening to family? Please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know black history. No, yeah, go for it. Um, yeah, obviously, uh, when you think of the Crimean War... The sort of mythology was Florence Nightingale, the lady with the lamp, who um, went across the battlefield and treated, uh, you know, the soldiers, and also was quite a pioneer in terms of assessing uh, injuries and treatments, and particularly in realising that it was disease killing soldiers rather than uh, injuries. A lot of the time, it was just bad hygiene, and she sort of uh, invented a form of Venn diagram, uh, which allowed the statistics to be presented in a palatable way for the ministers to sort of realise what the issue was and, and correct certain things. But while it's... Sounds a bit on, like white history, Tavo, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> but while it's it's all been taken over, isn't it? That's a typical way. But while it's going on, Mary Seacole, uh, who was a black nurse, who was operating in the Crimea, uh, 
wanted to work alongside uh, Florence Nightingale and wasn't allowed, was sent away. Um, was told, you know, you weren't, she wasn't needed there. Well, clearly she was needed there. There's, you know, there's no, there's no war zone. You're going, we've got too many nurses, if anything. Mm-hmm. Can you go away? Uh, but basically, they, they, you know, she wasn't welcome, was the issue. Um, so she just set up her own field hospital elsewhere and uh, was remarkably successful um, as you know, an uh, independent nurse. Um, and for years, obviously, the story of Florence Nightingale dominated the idea of nursing during the Crimea. And it's only very recently... And I think there's still sort of ongoing plans for a sort of permanent memorial to Mary Seacole, a statue to be well, I mean, you know, you've got uh, Mary Seacole Houseman on Dog Kennel Hill. There's a, yeah, count- no, 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 <laughs> there's a council estate named after her. What more does she want? This is the thing. A hundred years ago, the name was, was unknown. And now she is. She's an iconic figure in, in black history. Can I just say to all the black people who listen at the moment that I did know who Mary Seacole was. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't just waiting around for Stephen. Uh, <laughs> I could have said it even better than that, but um, I don't want to talk about it too much. Do you know black people listening? Not if Tabo's here. <laughs> <laughs> Lakeisha's. Uh, Lakeisha, Lakeisha, doesn't, yeah, exactly. Lakeisha famously doesn't listen. Even if she's on it, she won't listen. So, you know. I'd like to say to future Tabo. Hello. <laughs> Tabo at home now is just getting blown away. Isn't it? It's like the Matrix is saying, what's this? In my school uh, last year, like last Black History Month, was the first Black History Month that I was there. That's how you measure things in a, in a job. Like, you know what I mean? Two Black History Months. I've been there, t- I've been there too long. But let's start putting posters. and a half Black History Month. Exactly, mm-hmm. it's no good. They start putting up posters uh, in like the kind of hallway of famous black people, right? Gandhi <laughs> and like others. And Mark like, took issue with it. <laughs> 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 yeah, the only black person I know. No, 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 I mean, other people that aren't black. Do you know what I mean? There was like, you know, um, Mary Seacole was probably there. Water Toll, first black footballer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, first black Tottenham player, among other things. And That's like, not why he's there, by the way. That's why he's there. Not for Tottenham, though, is it? What? Yeah, that was the most famous team we played for. Okay. Yeah, and like, who else did they have? Like, you know, like Martin Luther King and everything, Malcolm X, but also like Gandhi and other people that are like just don't have white skin. And I took issue with it. I was try- I was trying to say to their teacher, it's like it's med- it's Negro History Month, isn't it? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to walk out the room. <laughs> that way it is, man. No, no, no. But that kid's getting to and like the head teacher like called down this mixed race uh, teacher was uh, teaching assistant. It was like um, Wendy, like. Do you consider yourself to be black? And I was like, oh, why is she, you know, what's this got to do in front of you? Um, yeah, 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 she's like, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm mixed race, you know, she's got a Scottish accent for crying out loud. <laughs> but like, uh, black people, black Scottish people can be black. Black Scottish history, Do you know what? I was, I was actually, black people can be Scottish. I was, so. I was in Scotland last month. Yeah, yeah. And like, um, sorry to like move away from this, but I was in Scotland last I month and I, I saw, um, black people there and it's the funniest thing in the world <laughs> to hear a black person with a Scottish accent I guess it's not that funny if you're Scottish but from a Londoner it was hilarious I was in Ireland last year and uh, we're in a charity shop and uh, there was a black family in the charity shop in the west of Ireland and uh, the little kid asked his mum something and it was like Roy Keane <laughs> amazing uh, it just, just freaks it's like, me out yeah, it's just, it, he's did he say just, ting? It, it was, yeah it was a proper uh, just you know if you close your eyes, it's a, a you know an Irish accent. There's no question. There's no no hint of any sort of other accent there whatsoever. <laughs> where he's clearly just been born or lived him you know in Ireland from whenever he, he spoke. Yeah. And and that's the thing I've noticed with my nieces and nephews who have moved over there, uh, just going to school. That's the thing. At school is where you get your accent from. Exactly. You're around exactly, school yeah. all the time. Your friends. You want to sound like your friends as well. That's how it. But it was uh, yeah, just amazing and great. It was just a really sort of uh, a nice thing. See, there are black Scottish people, right? I accept that. But uh, no, what, um, also, right, in Lakeisha's school, uh, previous school, like for Black History Month, each class was assigned a country to do the history of. One class had China, Tabo. It's not. That's pushing it. That's pushing it. But the trouble is. That's pushed it. In, in many places, it's just become non white history month. Mm. Yeah. And it just kind of. The problem with that is, it just kind of makes this kind of separation and says, like, the default thing is white. Yeah. And what, we've got everything else over here, and we're going to call that black. We've you know what I mean? Indian people are not black, are they? Because they're brown skin. They were going, the head teacher's going, look at this person's colour of their skin compared to this person. It's like, you don't just look at the shade, do you, to no. describe how, if someone's black or not? No, you don't. Thanks, Jack. Thanks for letting me know that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If you want to do specialised history months, mm. then do Asian history month and do ba- beige history month. <laughs> mm. um, another pe- another issue people have had about Black History Month is the sort of the US centric nature of the celebration. It, 
the, the figures that Malcolm tend X, to be celebrated. Kanye yeah. West. <laughs> well, the, the civil rights movement has, has given the most sort of... Uh, the, the clearest sort of obvious figures, isn't it? You've got Malcolm X and, and Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks. You've got these names and these faces, and it's they're the iconic figures, aren't they? And it just seems that you know earlier figures where you know you haven't got photographs, you haven't got film of them talking. Particularly the, the other thing, of course, with Mar- Malcolm X and Martin Luther King is uh, they're wonderful orators, weren't they? So it's sort of free at last. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Footage, it? You've got nothing about Quiano, have you? That's the thing. Yeah, you, <laughs> it's, it's it's harder to sort of sell him as a figure. It's funny you say this because like I've done a bit of research because I thought I should do a bit of research even as a black man on Black History Month <laughs> before I came here. Like, I knew it already, but <laughs> <laughs> revising. <laughs> But um, yeah, I was looking at, um, I think it was a Lewisham Library or Lewisham School, and on their website they had something about Black History Month, and they allowed people to vote about their iconic figures, and it was like mostly American people, so they obviously had like Martin Luther King, yeah. Malcolm X, there was Marcus Garvey there as well. Yeah, yeah. And then like they had like, they had some British things which I thought was good, they had like Doreen Lawrence, which I thought was good, and I'm they sure. had Diane Abbott, MP, and I thought, Who's going to vote for her? Really? <laughs> Are you serious? Are you like, they're just like any black person who's British. Like, just like to throw it's in, it's a real shame because Diane Abbott was, well, Abbott was a, a sort of socialist firebrand and a really impressive political figure for such a long time. Yeah. Uh, and then she sent her kids to private school. Cozied up with Michael Patel. Yeah, on the yeah. Sofa. <laughs> it's, and, and it's horrible that, now because it? you just—you could. It's so easy now. You just like file her under another politician. And she wasn't for so long. She was such a, as say, such an inspirational figure for you know, not just you know. I'm, let's make it clear. Despite the voice, I'm not a black woman. But you know, I, I you know, I, I did find a lot to admire in her. And now, as you say, you watch her on the daily politics, and you're like, oh, you know, just, yeah. you're just another one of these people. Where did she come in the uh, Labour uh, leadership race? She didn't do too well. Clem voted for her. Um, yeah, the thing is, she was. There would have been a time. There would have been a time. She would have been a genuine candidate, and she would have been such an exciting candidate, and she would have been uh, a really, I think, an exciting leader for a Labour Party in the 21st century. You know, but because she, she's another one. She's a very uh, intelligent woman. She's a very good public speaker. But it's just now, it's one of those things. As soon as you do something like make a public stance on. Uh, comprehensive education, and then completely ignore it in the case yeah. of your kids. Yeah. Sort of going, that's the thing. It's the same as you know. To use a, a wider point on uh, politics, for say, when Angus Deaton was caught out um, with prostitutes and cocaine, and tried to carry on hosting, have I got news for you? And Dayton and Merton said, uh, not Dayton, Merton and Hislop said, you can't. Yeah. Because as soon as you try and say anything to anyone, all it's going to take is for. Uh, Clarkson or Morgan to go. Yeah, what about you? Yeah, yeah. And then it's over. You can't be a satirist unless, uh, which is why Ian Hisop is such an admirable character because they spent years to try and find anything on, didn't they? And they can't. There's nothing. There's nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's he's just, clean. Yeah. <laughs> in 2010, Boris Johnson slashed uh, funding for Black History Month in London from 132,000 pounds to 10,000 pounds. Just quite quite a drop. Um, He abolished Africa Day and replaced it with USA Day. Because that's the thing about London. If you think about about London, the number of Americans wandering around, and they're not getting represented, are they? This is the thing, you know, the Americans that are living in London that just aren't getting a fair crack. If only their culture was in some way represented in uh, London. Outrageous, isn't it? He made that decision. He made that decision because, um, you know, he's a horrific... Uh, human being. He's a funny guy, though, isn't he? He's hilarious. He's a, he's a, he's a hilarious. Scamp, isn't you say what you like. Look at, you his, know, look at his hair. Banter. Yeah, yeah, he's using on a podcast, wouldn't yeah, he? But don't put him in charge of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, he got a lot of criticism for this, um, and later in the year, ended up making uh, a one million pound donation to uh, the establishment of Black Culture Archives. So, on is balance, that, is that off his own pocket? No, no. This is all none of this. No, this is all our money. Yeah. To be fair, but uh, yeah, it did seem like he was almost shamed after cutting uh, the funding by £122,000 to suddenly go, how much do I do I give them to make it right? Nothing makes it right. Uh, what's going to shut them up? What's going to shut a them up? A million for, pounds? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give them a million pounds to found. So, you know, it's almost like you sort of go, okay, it's cost us Africa Day, but we've got a black culture archive. And a black culture archive is better than a day, isn't is it? Is that the thing by the Ritzy? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's £4 million from Century Government, a million pounds is it, from It's not the Mayor completed London. yet, is it? No. Is it running late? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? Jack's looking at me there, thinking about <laughs> black man timing. <laughs> I was 50 minutes late for the podcast today. <laughs> the first time the podcast has ever been late in history. I was That's meant to be, here, I meant to be here last week as well, wasn't I? So. 
That's yeah, right, man. We've first, got you now, Tavo. For the start of Black History Month. and <laughs> Black History Month always starts about 10 days later. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> it a bit casual racism, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's nice. beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. For our white <laughs> listenership. Yes. <laughs> Should I give out your Twitter address? <laughs> I've not made a tweet in about nine months. So. Tabo M30, yeah? Yeah, that's the one, yeah. Because you used to be 30, innit? Yeah, that's... <laughs> Thanks, Jake. Thanks, Jake. I'll be there. Uh, this is forward. not going on there, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it'd be interesting to look at South London councils and see see the sort of events that are taking place uh, in South London. Um, a lot of them are pretty obvious. There's a lot of talks, presentations, exhibitions of photography and film, uh, celebrations of music and dance, uh, art, and, you know, culture generally. But it did seem like certain councils had curated it in a certain way. And I imagine there would be, there'd have to be some sort of discussion between them. Because otherwise... Oh, yeah, you don't want to both do the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, clashing on the same night with your Marcus Garvey. Uh, <laughs> Marcus Garvey. Yeah, it's, just, it's a nightmare, isn't it? Um, Lambeth's was quite interesting because obviously there's events to celebrate black culture generally. But it looks like they'd sort of gone the extra step to sort of celebrate sort of uh, cultures within cultures. So they've got specific uh, events on gay black culture and black feminism, which I thought was quite interesting to sort of go a bit deeper. Southwark have sort of themed uh, their month around the idea of celebration. <laughs> They're celebrating back Sounds quite vague, man. That's the thing. I've actually sort of like, yeah, definitely celebrate it. Don't, you know. Yeah. What are they doing next year? Condemnation. <laughs> 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 um, but this year they, they decided that with the Jubilee and like a real the carnival or something. No. Well, no, the idea is it's been a year of celebration in London with the Olympics and the Jubilee and the royal wedding. Right. So you know they're going to sort of tie into the experience of black people in London with those particular events. In Lakeisha's school, right, the current school she's in, they said we're not doing Black History Month this year. We're doing CAFOD, which is the Catholic charity. Because they give money to like Catholic Africa and aid stuff. for overseas development. Like that's going to do so, instead of Black History Month. <laughs> so we've got to celebrate Catholics. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Catholics giving money to black, black people. people yeah. But I think Lakeisha kind of put her foot down and was like, you know, I don't know. They did something. They are doing now. They're doing a bit of Black History Month. Okay. Just three days. Yeah, can't be. <laughs> they split it, innit? Black History Evening. Lewisham. Um, a lot of crafts related activities. Seeing like a lot of events for, and I'm a big fan of crafts. Quite tempted to sort of pop down. I'm sure I can get involved. Well, in make that. yourself like a. I don't know, an outfit. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm feeling quite. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's all coming out now, Jack, isn't it? Yeah. It was like, what was that gesture? Yeah, Where he sort of pointed his body and made himself. Like kind of, yeah, what what, what do you call like the wrap around? <laughs> I, I, think like, I don't know what I was, like, I was like, what is the circular finger all about? Make one of the. Uh... I don't know, man. It's a cross, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> um, Wandsworth's seems to be quite sort of aspirational and inspirational there's like workshops on self-development sort of looking at inspirational figures from black culture history and sort of applying life lessons to your own life um and there's another sort of there's a talk on uh leadership in africa so it seemed quite quite sort of positive uh greenwich um <laughs> you go to the website you go to a dead link. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Which... Maybe it's like the Eltham office. Remove. You know, you're a week into Black History Month. And I, you say, it's a, there's a link to press. And it sort of goes, nope, that, can't find that. And you're like, really? Is it, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's a glitch rather than, you know, a racist policy on behalf of the entire council. Parts of you're Greenwich giving them a benefit of the doubt. And I'm not going to with that. I've been in parts of Greenwich before. Doreen Lawrence knows. Yeah, that was the thing it was so unfortunate I was like I clicked it and I was like oh because everyone else has done a really good job of like on this date in this library this is happening and kids can can make this and you can learn about this and you can look at these photographs and you can enjoy Greenwich it. is saying we're doing jack <laughs> we don't care yeah. I've got to say I'm very impressed Steve like I feel this is the least black I've ever felt in my life Listen, <laughs> <laughs> you talk to uh, about my people yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite embarrassing and Tabo I'm, for one month you're all our people. Yes. <laughs> We're one. And when I say that, I don't yeah. mean like slavery. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, then we get that... to Halloween and that's the end of it. <laughs> yeah, and, and then we can finally go back to ignoring you people for another 11 months. Like, <laughs> that's, you know, that's we're back it. to Christmas when, you know, Jesus is white. Let's get these things right. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, when I was at school, um, 
me and Jack obviously went to the same school, had the same history teacher, because like, there was only one history teacher in our school. And like, um, our black Cro- history... Croydon's own uh, Mr... What was his name again? Mr. Mullard. Mr. Mullard, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mr. Mullard. Well, can we say his name? Can we say yeah, man, but he used to get the X68 home, so he must live in... Oh, he did yeah, in Croydon, okay. He must do, innit? X68, and he has that one stop. Yeah, one stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he was, he was living If in you're like, listening, uh, what was his first name? I don't know what his Terry. first name is. Yeah, <laughs> Terry Mullard. Terry Mullard. Mullard's a great name, isn't it? Mullard. Mullard. Mullard is a name for a history teacher in a sitcom. He was a sitcom teacher. He was a military. One time he was like, the only thing about we a black history in school, and I was like the only black kid in the class when he done this. So he's going, us whites needed work doing, so what did we do? We shipping them blacks! Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've never wanted to be white in my life other than that point. <laughs> when I went to school, uh, it was just never mentioned. I mean, uh, through doing research for the show, uh, I discovered that Black History Month was first sort of celebrated in uh, the UK in 1987, which is when I started secondary school. And you'd imagine at that point, for the launch year, yeah. you'd make a splash. And, you know, I, I, you know, my school was in South London, and we had, you know, uh, enough black people in school for it to be worthwhile, for there to be enough people who'd want to know about their culture, enough other people who would have no idea mm-hmm. about black history for it to be a worthwhile thing. But, you know, I went to um, Catholic school, and no, but I think we most most history curriculum, yeah, Most history curriculum seems to just be the Second World War, though, man. I don't yeah. remember learning anything else. No, nah, there was other yeah. stuff, man. There was yeah, the First World War. I think we had, well, had a week about slavery where I felt like crap. I don't know <laughs> if we ever studied slavery as an idea. And this is the thing, you know. Obviously, slavery is seen as a more significant cultural event in America because obviously it lasted longer, and mm. you can make a very strong argument that uh, it built the nation. So, yeah. you know, for uh, African-Americans, the resentment against slavery and the ongoing, you know, uh, feelings about it are entirely explicable. Whereas in England, slavery was abolished long beforehand. There's, there's no, or I, I don't know, I don't know if there's uh, black Britons who would be directly descended from slaves and would yeah, know that's a different history. thing. Yeah, that's well, the thing is, I think, I think it should be taught a lot more, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure it probably would have been taught at my school, but I probably made a complaint that my mum came down and, like, <laughs> finished <laughs> it all off at London Law School. But um, I think it should be taught a lot more, because, like, the idea that people have is that black people only came to England in, like, 1945, of course, 1946. Yeah. I mean, the Wings generation was the first generation. Of, exactly. Yeah. Or, like, some people think it's probably only, like, when Tony Blair came into power, then like all black people started coming in, they yeah. opened up the floodgates. You know what I mean? But um, it's it's something, that, it's something that need, needs to be taught. You know what I mean? Like I, I still, again, I've done a bit of research today, and I heard that one of Henry VIII's daughters wasn't black, but one of his daughters' servants was a black person. Yeah. So it's just like little things like that. You know what I mean? Which should be taught in school. And that's you know in Greenwich, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Jack mentioned it, uh, in one of the shows we recorded recently. You know. Uh, the first um, recorded interracial marriage uh, in England was in London. In yeah, in Southwark, 1770 or something. Yeah. So, so, I mean, obviously there weren't, like, that many black people in those days. No, it's not, but you, you know, do, you don't really get a real... Like, the other thing with the Windrush, like you say, yeah, like, you do get the... They do, it's almost represented as the idea that every Jamaican person in England came over on the Windrush. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like... We were standing on the show, like, my granddad was here the year before. Yeah. Like, and Lakeisha's grandma came, like, 20 years later on yeah, a plane. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> the idea that immigration takes place in a lump, and you go, well, this is when they moved over, and this is when they... And you're like, no, people are constantly... Exactly. Particularly with, uh, you know, uh, Britain. You know, it's been... Uh, it's a country just... Yeah. It's a stepping stone for immigration, immigration yeah. throughout its entire history. You know, it's, uh, and it's ridiculous to think otherwise. Despite, yeah. you know, uh, as I said... Uh, in response to Jack when he mentioned about the interracial marriage you, know, you sort of hear uh, racist and our idiots so don't listen to them but when you listen to what they say they're like you know we want to bring this country's racial profile back to where it was mm. in 1940 as if at that point you know yeah. we'll get rid of the one black person who was mm. here in 1940 <laughs> and then we'll be fine you have no idea 1940 the high point for uh, civilization. Yeah. yes <laughs> it, was, it was a great time yeah you're uh what are you talking about? Three quarters Zimbabwean and a quarter uh, South African, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's quite a minority, really. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably the only person. <laughs> yeah, no, but even if you were, even if you were one of those things. Yeah. Like, if you were one, that sounds terrible. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Even if you were just like a South, Af- um, you know, South African descent or Zimbabwean descent, you're still in a tiny minority. Like, so kind of growing up, did you, uh, 
did you feel kind of a separation from obviously like you are black and like say the Jamaica back then say like in the kind of 80s yeah. 90s was it have been you know more than 90s the night he's yeah, yeah, modern artists, yeah. <laughs> a, li- a little bit the same. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, like it's obviously Jamaican people and African people would have been like the large percentage is Nigerian and Ghanaian. Yeah, generally. yeah. Did you kind of Still feel a case. kinship with with how, you know? Um, talk, talk us through that. Let me, <laughs> it's quite embarrassing because when I was young, because um, there was so many Jamaicans, Jamaican culture was the big thing. Like, um, especially when I was at primary school, um, pretty much. Everybody in my class was from Jamaica or, or at the worst, Barbados. <laughs> <laughs> um, Small island. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so being like, I think I was like one of only like three or four Africans in my class and like the other two or three were from Nigeria. So they stuck together. So I definitely was the only Zimbabwean. So I tried to say I was Jamaican, which is very hard when my name was Tabo Malachwa. <laughs> <laughs> it was, no, no, impossible. So, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, what age were you at this point? I was, um, it was between about 5 and 25. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, see, yeah. from, from like 5 to maybe 15, maybe 20, you're giving people a lot of credit for thinking that deeply about things. No one's looking at names, are they? Going, uh, Hold on, isn't that a Zimbabwean yeah, name? <laughs> he, he is black, he yeah. must be Jamaican. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was quite common, man. Yeah. Like, or, you know, to a degree, yeah. people saying like... It's interesting, because like, certainly when I was growing up, like, when you were young, like, the Jamaican culture was the coolest thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, I would say it, in London, black... London black culture is dominated by Jamaican Oh, do you know what? This, is, this is one thing yeah, I wouldn't even say. Yeah. I wouldn't even say London black culture. I would say London just like inner city Absolutely, culture. Yeah, you know so what I mean? So like, London urban culture. London urban yeah, culture. I, I do hate the term even, but you know no, what no, I mean? Yeah, no, but this is the right context of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, urban as in it was in the city. Yeah, as in yeah. within the city. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think like certainly like even like my white friends, they like do it. And yeah. they talk, not not you, Jack. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm your big stress friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, like a lot of white people I know, they talk with like the whole Jamaican slang and stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? And like, it's not being, it's not like they're trying to be black or trying to be Jamaican. It's just who they are. As you said earlier, like the people you go to school with, the people you grow up with, that's who you're influenced that's with. Who you... And because Jamaican was such a big influence, and so yeah, back to your original question, it did make me feel a bit awkward, you know what I mean? I did stand out a bit when I was younger, you know what I mean? Like, certainly with my African heritage and like, especially when people come around my house and I'll be thinking, please mum, please cook rice and chicken and things. And then like, I remember once, so, like, one of my Jamaican friends came around and like, she cooks, it wasn't fufu, but like, fufu's like a typical Nigerian. It's this thing called stwala, which is like, basically you eat with your hands and like, I was like, oh dear God, this is embarrassing, I'm going to get um, the, what's it called? The food? It's called Stroller. Or and what's, what sort of, what it's it like ground like? rice, basically. Okay. So, like, it's like, looks, it looks you a bit scoop like, it you scoop it up and then you pull it in a little bit of gravy. Yeah. And like, I knew, I knew the next day when I went to school, I was going to get, um, yeah, the <laughs> torn out of me. <laughs> um, yeah. I knew Did your nickname become Shriller for a little while? That's, that's traditionally what kids do in it. They sort of go, this is a new word. Yeah. It relates to you. That is now your name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was embarrassing at times, you know what I mean? But like, now I think if I was growing up, I think it'd be totally different because I think mm. there is a lot more Africans who were out there. Yeah, mm. you know what I mean. British Africans, people, uh, black people with a British African heritage, who were well also in the public. Realm. I would argue London is a less racist place than mm-hmm. it was ten, twenty years. Yeah, ago. that's undoubtedly. And case. now I think uh, black people, it's easier to be proud of your culture. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, because white people are less racist there's more curiosity rather than fearing a culture and looking at it as different and wrong people are like yeah, what? let me taste like, some of that yeah, exactly yeah. When, when you say when you say I'm not sort of going that sounds you know what's, what's this yeah exactly I saw you I'm like, I saw your, I'm like, saw your, I'm like I was lighting up yeah there, you see gravy and I'm like oh, okay <laughs> so, yeah it's great I think another thing as well is you can see that um, Afri- there's parts where African and uh, Caribbean culture have kind of uh, well African people are kind of outnumbered Caribbean people I would think now so in my school anyway, but it's in Peckham. I don't know if that makes a difference. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Certainly the numbers are more level. But the two things have kind of, there's a, there's a sort of merging, isn't there? I mean, there's yeah. certain people, like you see people on, you're, you're a good example, I think, as well, yeah? Where you'd see people would t- say things in a certain way on Twitter, for example. Like, do you know what I mean? Using Caribbean slang. And it's not even like a Jafakan thing. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah, just yeah. like, that's, it's, it's the, like you were saying, it's the dominant um, influence on the way um, language has changed probably in London, isn't it? I think, yeah, I think, I think like, certainly, like, the Jamaican culture's, like, definitely had a thing, big change. But I think 
as you say, like I think the African culture is like having a lot more things. You know what I mean? Because I, I know a lot of a lot of Jamaican people who do eat fufu now. Who do eat yeah. fufu? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so white all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who do eat fufu and do eat like jello fries and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So it it's is not nice. Like, yeah. It's, so they're not. Just, it's not like just going to like um, jerk palace or wherever. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like they go to like. Have you seen the new on Campbell Road? Right. You know where the Chinese chip shop is. Opposite the National, you know, the old DIY shop up by Wyndham Road by Burgess Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a new, um, on the corner, I think it used to be like, was it Chinese or Kebab? Anyway, but now it's, it's the Sydenham Jerk Centre. Sydenham? <laughs> yeah, on Campbell Road. They're pushing it a bit, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit, man. The boundaries. Yeah. Sydenham approach. <laughs> it's quite interesting what, what you say about sort of uh, how culture sort of is around you. I mean, m- my mum uh, at work, her best friend was from St. Lucia. Yeah. Some of Steve's uh, mum's best friends are black. But yeah, and from her, I picked up the habit of kissing her teeth. And as a kid, uh, I tell her I'm doing something. And now I routinely, I do it, I don't even think about it. I'll just be on the shop floor here. And I book quite a funny on the table, and I just do this massive uh, yeah, tea. People sort of look over, and I'm like, look, I'm say, gonna, I'm gonna have to say, say, But my thing is, I'm not. When I'm doing that, I'm not trying to copy uh, Caribbean culture. For me, that is... It's going to sound odd. That's my culture. Growing it's, up yeah, in London. South London do you know what? Yeah. I think that's the best thing about like the whole English English culture, in a sense. Anyway, like it just... Absorbs. It absorbs stuff. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And that's what it is. As you if say, you look, look at the English language, yeah. uh, the reasoning... One, one of the reasons, uh, and the flip side, is obviously empire and... Uh, military dominance but one of the reasons that England, English is so dominant as a world language is the fact that it travels well because it absorbs as it goes exactly it sort yeah. of takes it sort of goes that's a better word than we've got and it has this sort of flexibility and it's, it's odd where you go to like if you look at German you know the way they construct words is to put loads of words together so you get this really clunky you know, odd sort of language that takes a lot of, of, of learning whereas with English mm. is you know English is quite difficult in terms of phrases and clauses but in terms of vocabulary, it's quite sort of natural and very sort of open. With French, you know, for a word to become French, it has to pass through a tribunal, essentially. There's like a meeting. <laughs> yeah, there is literally, yeah, there literally is. There, yeah, there is this like council and they go... But I, mean, the, I mean, in England, it's just like every year there's a new story in it. Yeah. They put whiz bam in the dictionary. Exactly, yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And people are outraged, aren't they? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's English. And you go, yeah, it's all it's English. It's lol, English, yeah. you know. And I, I think you make a good point that English culture generally, because of the history of immigration to this country which you know stretches back hundreds of years not you know dozens of years you know you look at this country as founded by Scandinavians it was founded by Normans and French it was founded by Saxons coming over from Germany you have this sort of the Romans coming over from Italy you have this sort of pan-European culture that's founded the culture that is around and because of that it's particularly good at absorbing new cultures and you know it, you know, multiculturalism is seen as this like demonic. Like, yeah, multiculturalism, which started in 1972. Yeah, people. And it, and it's like, a terrible well, I thought it was 1997, <laughs> to be honest with you. As soon as, it, yeah. You know, in uh, my brief battle uh, and skirmish with uh, people from a certain part of South London that didn't like the idea. <laughs> yeah, on was, a certain Facebook group, man. Yeah, I mean, like, right, yeah. I loved, I loved, I loved it when you were there. It was, <laughs> it was beautiful to read. But there, there was this uh, one of my favourite exchanges was this. Uh, Women who went, you know, I don't want uh, black slang replacing my beautiful Cockney slang. <laughs> and you're like, that's uh, not how slang yeah. works. The idea that the next, your slang, the your slang is, is uh, cemented, yeah, it's and this new slang is just it's wrong. Yeah. It's all, it's all beautiful. It's all language. It's yeah. all, you know, we pick the best words for everything yeah. from all these things, and that's what the slang becomes. Yeah. 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 Also, do you prefer to have your pie mash top side up <laughs> or bottom side up? <laughs> highbrow on it, highbrow stuff. <laughs> Uh, so you grew up in Peckham, Tabo, right? Yeah, I grew up in Peckham. Um, this security guard used to work with, right? He, I don't know if he lived in Peckham, yeah, or he, but he was also like a part-time cab driver, so it might have just been why he knew Peckham, yeah? Well, he's working the black jobs. He's the only two black jobs. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> and he was also a part-time drug dealer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, man. He goes, um, he was, it just came up that my friend Glenn lived in Peckham, yeah? So he's like, oh, whereabouts in Peckham do you live? And Glenn goes, oh, just off Old Kent Road. And he goes, that ain't Peckham. Right, but <laughs> where, the bit where you grew up, Tabo, I don't think anyone would say that in Peckham is it. That was that the was, North Peckham Estate. Yeah, you know? that was proper proper that is Peckham Central. Yeah, that was <laughs> Ground Zero. Yeah, it literally was. I remember when we first met, uh, Jack. I think you introduced me and said uh, Steve grew up in Peckham, 
And uh, you said, where? And I went, oh, St. Giles Road, just off of... Uh, uh, Peckham Road, and you went, mate, Peckham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you said, Jack, like, this guy tried to play from Peckham. Yeah. I was like, I don't know, it's pretty close. <laughs> there was a small corner which was real Peckham. Yeah, but mm-hmm. if you're from North Peckham, you sort of go, this very much is, yeah. It's like from there to Oliver Goldsmith. And that's it. <laughs> I literally did not come off of that estate for about the first 15 years of my life. I thought that was the world. It was like. Well, it was big, you didn't need to go. It was, it was really big, they had everything there, but. Um, like, I look back at that place, and I look back at it with, like, teary eyes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's been, like, completely taken down now, pretty yeah. much, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, most of it's all gone down. But um, coming in there as an outsider was always a hard thing. It was, like, a terrible thing. But if you lived there, it was a beautiful place, course, a community yeah, yeah. that really... Because these people that people are looking at are strangers, are your yeah. friends and neighbours. That's exactly. the thing, isn't it? Yeah. So, I-, I won't lie, it was a rough place. It was a dangerous place, but it was a great place as well. It was a great community place, you know what I mean? And I think... A lot of the issues that still exist within Peckham at the moment are probably because a lot of that social housing has been taken away. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, I, I used to like living under Gloucester and North Peckham. It's all well and good demolishing these estates and going, they're not, you know, suitable and not fit. But then, if you're, re- if you're building things in a place that have, like, you know, yeah, in this, in this new uh, development, there'll be 27 flats for social housing. And you're like... Okay, yeah. well, you've not got a place that house 300 people. Yeah, my so friend lives on where, I guess, where your estate would have been. Yeah, yeah. My friend Ashraf, um, or he did. And, uh, I mean, I, I presume that was a council estate. They kept still a council place. I mean, they weren't that great, though, man. They were one of those little boxy little places they yeah, build. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they insist on building a house, but then it ends up worse than a flat. Yeah, you know exactly, what I mean? Like, yeah. I've, like, it's the end of the world living in a flat. I've never lived in a house, man. Yeah, I've never yeah. had a garden in my life. It's fine. I had a, I, actually, even though I lived in a North Pickham estate, I had a garden, Is and it? one day the whole the whole estate was your garden. Yeah, <laughs> no, but, um, sorry to just cut you in there, but we had, I had a garden, and like um, obviously like, there was people who lived above me, and like they used to throw stuff, and we used to we, we used to just let it grow wild during yeah, the yeah. during the winter. And then, like some of them cleared, it out. and then one time I remember my brother cleaning it out, and then he knocked on the window, and then like he lifted up a dead cat, which obviously <laughs> something could have been. Oh, oh gosh! <laughs> Couldn't be obviously like dispose of properly because I lived free in the garden. Where did it landed? It landed in our garden. They're, like obviously it just got like loads of like grass and like weeds. There's no possibility it. of natural causes. Yeah. I, I know. I mean, his throat was slit. Uh, so yeah, exactly. But as I say, it was a lovely place to grow up in. So you know what I mean. So I remember um, sort of hearing a postman got stabbed there once, and that's the sort of thing that just gives it a stigma that sort of it was hard stigma to shake forever, Yeah, I heard a story where uh, my friend. Uh, lived there and his mum got uh, or was getting a mattress delivered and uh, it didn't, it didn't turn <laughs> up. That's such a great start to a story. It, it didn't turn up so she rang up uh, <laughs> she rang up the company and they were like oh no we delivered it and she's like nah no uh, I haven't got the mattress <laughs> and the guy's like we certainly delivered it we've got a signature here. and uh, she was like I didn't sign for it he went well someone did and uh, she's like, right, so she just never got a mattress because. Uh, and what, The what, delivery driver in it just well, put no, a squig with his left hand like, so in the uh, Someone, like, part. someone <laughs> on the landing's just like, seen this mattress come upstairs and gone, I'll have that. Yeah, number 12, yeah, that's me, I'll have that, that's uh, fine. I'll, I'll bring it in a minute, it's fine. I just need to uh, find. Where's my keys? Yeah, just intercepted his mattress on the stairs. Apparently. I think these two stories about like the man getting stabbed and the stolen mattress. It's got nothing to do with Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right, you're right. In there. Let's go back to cat slaughtering. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, do you know you used to live on the North Peckham Estate? Who's that? Obviously, Asher D, innit? I, was, I wasn't going to say him, but yeah, he yeah. used to live on there, innit? I don't think he did. Because your, your primary, primary school. school, your primary school, he did, Jay, went to St George's, innit? But yeah, your primary school was yeah. basically in the estate, innit? It was at the edge of the estate, so at the edge of yeah, Gloucester. Yeah. It was at the edge of Gloucester estate, yeah, which is like linked into North Peckham as well. And did so. you have shops like in Haygate? You had shops in the estate? Yeah, yeah, shops, shops in, in the laundry, really? laundry mat. I couldn't, the day when there was a laundry mat in the estate was one of the best days because we used to walk about five minutes to go to the laundromat. Why am I calling it a laundromat? For all the Americans. Growing up in your Black history month has become quite American, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're alright, you said that, yeah. So yeah, walking to the laundry, like five minutes away, like having one in the estate was great, didn't last. Um, bakers? Did you have a baker's? That's one I remember from Haygate. There might have been a baker's in there. Okay. There probably was a baker's, yeah. But was it, what was it, like a, a strip of shops? Mattress or shop. Little, or uh, dotted around? The laundry was on the Gloucester estate, okay. and then like, there was a strip of shops for like, news agents. Yeah. Um, there probably was a baker's, actually, yeah. yeah. So you can see why I didn't leave the estate for why 50 years. Why would you years leave my leave? You know what I mean? Did you have a library? 
Because you had like the Brandon had a library. No, li- the library was uh, on World's Way, innit? By Birdis Park. Yeah, there I was one there. Yeah. Uh, Passmore, yeah, Edwards yeah. Library, yeah, Edward yeah. Passmore. One of yeah. the two, someone told yeah, me on Twitter. Passmore, yeah, 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 it's, yeah. Um, no, I was going to say, right, you know, Ross Kemp used to live on there. Really? Yeah, I was watching Ross Kemp on Gangs, right? Yeah. So, on South London Gangs. Yeah. Right? I downloaded it just to watch for fun. And uh, he goes, I used to live on the Haygate estate from 1982 through to 1983. <laughs> and that's literally what he said. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, he knew the street names, yeah, so I mean, I presume he's not lying. Because yeah, November to see- February, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he goes, uh, Used to get off. Used to come from drama school, and uh, used to get off the bus at Trafalgar. Is it Avenue? Yeah, Wherever Trafalgar, it was, he goes. Yeah. I used to run from the bus stop with my hand in my uh, duffel bag as if I had a weapon. <laughs> 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 it was obviously a lot rougher when he was growing up than when I was growing up because like, I, I never once had to do that. So. You never saw like a white man running yeah. with his hand in the bag. <laughs> Any, anyone who's walking through any area pretending they're armed, you want to get mugged, didn't it? Yeah, Definitely yeah. mugged back. So we went to school, Tabo, uh, together. Yeah. And, I mean, you were three years older. Yeah. And we, so we didn't have a lot to do with each other. We went to church together, man. Maybe we'll come back to that in a minute. Well, why are you going to be writing these Saturdays? <laughs> oh, we don't go now. <laughs> yeah, a... But yeah, London Oracle School, yeah, up in uh, Waterloo, Blackfriars kind of way. Um, was there a thing, Tabo, yeah, where you and some other people, yeah, like George Ebenezer and uh, Marlon? Is that a guy? Marlon, Marlon France, yeah. Wasn't there some kind of African, like, alliance? <laughs> 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 now we're getting to black history on, isn't it? I don't know. I didn't expect this story to come back from like the dark days of my life. <laughs> don't days. call it that. So, <laughs> basically, basically um, as I said, that uh, when I went, when I went to school, there wasn't many black people in my school. I think you testified to that, Jack, isn't it? There was a, yeah, but there was more. So, someone once said to me, yeah, my friend uh, William Tari, yeah, who is black and he was from my year, yeah. he said that uh, I hadn't really noticed, yeah, but he said that he thought our year was an experiment. That there were so many black people in our year, oh, and then from there onwards, he seemed to think like things changed about then. So well, it was like, so it's obviously different. I know in my year that there was probably about maybe about eight black people in oh, the right, year. Right, well, yeah. There wasn't that many people in the year. There was only like a hundred and twenty yeah, or something. I think less it was probably a hundred. I think it was less than a hundred, yeah. maybe like ninety people. And so what on. year did you start secondary school? Ninety one. Ninety one. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so, so it's remarkable numbers, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it was in Blackfriars, so um, there were people. It was because it was so central. It was kind of an odd one where people were coming from all yeah, over London, isn't it? Exactly. It wasn't really yeah, like yeah, going yeah, to school yeah, in Peckham yeah. or whatever, yeah, or yeah. anywhere else. Yeah, because I did. I did actually apply to go for a school in Peckham. Well, I went to the Open Day in Warwick Park, which is now called the Peckham Academy. <laughs> I went for the Open Day where they where they showed the school at its best, <laughs> <laughs> and then like there was two kids just fighting. I don't know. <laughs> but was it a good fight? It was, it was a great fight. My mum was trying to drag me out. And I was like, oh, I'll go here. No, but, um, I can have both of those. Yeah, I can have one school. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, no, but, um, and that was like my local school. Like, they were keen for me to come back. I obviously didn't go there. Um, but I went to London Nautical where there wasn't that many black people. So back to this African... African National Union Party, African Union National Party, something like that. <laughs> it, was it, was it, was gonna, it was going to be the African Alliance, and they went, "Yeah, of course, I was the AA." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's been taken. Didn't want to give people views, but because um, a lot of the people from our school came from Bermondsey, and in those days, we used to think Bermondsey was a real racist yeah. area. A lot of those people moved out to other places yeah. in Eltham, yeah, Elton, <laughs> for example. You know what I mean? But um, a lot of, in those days, Bermondsey was like a really. Mm. I wouldn't say NF, but like it's no, Mill, it was, it Mill was supporters. Yeah, Mill it was, supporters. It was very much seen. Yeah, exactly. So union flags hanging off the balcony. Exactly yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. So like, um, there's not a World Cup for three years. What you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> also, that flag represents no one that's competing in the World Cup. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so like, um, one day um, in my class, where as I said, I was the only black person, someone spat down the stairwell, and it landed on my head. And um, this guy was a bit of a... Um, I didn't know any of this. Yeah, I didn't want to bring up some horrible... I thought it was just a kind of comical, like, no, oh, no, with the African this, National Party, yeah, whatever you were. This, this is the whole, the whole story. Like, the guy was a bit of a racist, but it was a bit of a hard nut as well, and I knew he could beat me up. Can you say his name? Um, his name was... No, I'm not going to say his Don't, name. Well, just say to me, I'll cut it off, man. No, I have to say, I have to say... Ross, Ross? No, it no, wasn't Ross. Ross well, it was, it was um, Matthew Jeffries. And, like, Ross Turner... Oh, yeah, Matthew Ross Jeffries. Is, Ross Matthew Jeffries sounds like someone being caught for racism. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? No one knows where he is now. No one knows. Like, can I, can I have like, a guess at prison? Yeah, it's like, racially I like to say, I like to be years there. But, um, yeah, I thought it was Ross Turner. But Ross, it wasn't Ross. Ross was a nice guy. And 
even though he was racist. That's what it was like in those days, yeah, isn't it? He's a nice case of, he is racist, yeah. but it's all right. <laughs> I was his friend. So I let it slide. Um, no, but, um, he weren't yours. Yeah, that's very clear. <laughs> but I went up to Ross and I, I said, Ross, is it you? Was it you? And then like, um, he goes, why do you think it's me? Why would you think it's me? I'll say it was me. And then I found out it was Matthew and then I, I couldn't do anything. So what I decided to do, I decided to get George. Um, Ebenezer, who was like the tallest. What was he? He's like six foot five. He was six foot five. Was yeah, he, built as well. he was really he built. Was so uh, tall. He was so tall. You know, when you're at school, right? And there's and you're in like, there's you're like eleven, like twelve. Animal, but yeah. there's kids yeah. are like, why is there a man walking yeah, around yeah, the school? Yeah, yeah. He had a beard. I was gonna say, yeah, you get a guy who's got a moustache yeah, and you're like, who's this guy? Supply teacher. He wasn't even a putback. That was a weird thing. But then like, I decided to get him, and I decided to get like a few other black guys on board just to like say. Now we're going to take the school back. But even with George, we knew that we, were, we couldn't do anything. So that's the African National Union Party. That was the sum of it. I thought there was... Um, I don't know why I thought this year, because this is so long ago, but I thought there was talk of, like, Russian Roy, the caretaker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it could have been, yeah, cause, yeah, that was the thing with Roy. Roy, like... Used to do like the polite racism where he goes, Come here, come here, boy. And like that. <laughs> you know, you know like, that nice racism, that funny racism, that acceptable racism. Uh, That's what he used to like to do. And like um, one day he done it to Andre, who was part of the oh, African Union. Yeah, yeah, Andre, he was part of the African part, part, part of the Union. Yeah, so. exactly. But the thing is, because it didn't affect me. And like Roy used to let me get in for lunch. Like, yeah. uh, he was in control, <laughs> yeah, wasn't he? Exactly. You know, sometimes like I used to get a meal ticket all through school, right? Until year 11. Yeah. In year 11, sometimes he would just give you one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even if you weren't requiring a meal ticket. You know what I mean? The free meal is yeah, £1.5p. Yeah. Yeah, He's yeah, just yeah. like, you know what I mean? He'd be like, oh, cheers. You have to, see, you know. See, that's what I liked about him. He was a nice racist. He'd say <laughs> racist things, but every now and then he'll give you like a little... He'll let you in the house after you've done the field work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So yeah, and, um, that, that, and it didn't last long. But um, what form did it take? Did you just all like we were going to be militants? So. But, like, did you like sit in the corner of the playground? Did you find an empty classroom? There was, like, did you, were minutes taken? Well, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> it didn't last long. But I wish we had kept up because I remember one time um, I was in a lesson at no, I was just in class at school and like um, I was just horsing around with a guy. It was like form class actually, and I uh, horsing around with a guy. And I said <laughs> horsing around. Uh, I said, I, I just, just some, some kissing like that. <laughs> no, but then I called, I called him a fatty. And my teacher, my teacher was quite, quite chubby herself. And like she, Madame Ackerman. Yeah, Madame Ackerman. Yeah, mm. she was my form tutor. And um, she, she goes, okay then, darky. <gasps> See how you like oh, it. Oh gosh. And I wish, I wish <laughs> I had the like, African Union then. Uh, so, <laughs> you're still the only black guy in the class. I was the only black guy in the class. So it's not like you can look at anyone else and go. Can you believe yeah. this? Because <laughs> the guy was the only fat guy in the class, so that's why. Uh, okay. If it would happen now, I would have been not been able to say Stephen Watkins, do you remember him? Yeah, he was fat, innit? Yeah, he, yeah. Was, he, was, he was really big, still is. Um, <laughs> so, um, what happened? So, like, after she called me Darkie, I decided to boycott going to form class for about two weeks. I, did, I just stopped going until like she came and gave me a proper apology. Yeah, yeah. I didn't grasp her up because there, no, was, no, no. there was one time I brought a. BB gun into school. <laughs> uh, moving up to the black name now. <laughs> and uh, like she, she defended me. She like stopped me getting beats from my dad. But, um, so you went from uh, London Nautical, Call, yeah, which was. Uh, a, a, don't try and replicate it. Just go natural in there. Yeah, I didn't. Um, we've been talking for ten minutes. I didn't record it. Yeah. <laughs> don't feel bad. We just move on though. You went to Tab Haberdasher Asnets, have yeah? Haberdasher <laughs> As I will call it. <laughs> so after, yeah, after London Old Court, I went to Haberdash as for sixth form. Um, there was a few more black people there, which was beautiful. I, I'm going to talk about, keep talking about black people. Is that cool with you guys? Yeah, we need to bring yeah. it in. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, it's black. Yeah. Some crowbarring it You've into got, every conversation. For this month only, just really yeah, exactly. knock it out of the park. Fine. Get, get it out of your system. <laughs> um, yeah, so I um, went to Haberdash as with Scott Parker. Yeah, so he was gone, innit? He was gone by that. But, yeah, but yeah, Sean Wright Phillips was there. Sean Wright Phillips A bit was like there. with Rio Ferdinand, innit? The fact that they had um, relatives, older relatives that were footballers is probably the reason why you kind of were aware of Rio Ferdinand growing up, even when he was at school, do you know what I mean? Yeah, the yeah, same yeah. as Sean Wright Phillips. Yeah. But... yeah, yeah, But he was a nice guy, I think. Really nice. I saw him play football, he was a good footballer. There was always a bit of a crowd when he played. But, um... Well, playing at school, or...? Well, no, I saw him play at Dolly Chamlet. Seamless, isn't it? Yeah, which I haven't said before today. Um, yeah, so he was playing Daily Chamlet seven asides on a Friday night and he was always there, there was always a bit of a crowd. And um, Was he noticeably better than everyone else on the pitch? He was noticeably classy, yes. Yeah. Steve saw Wayne Routledge play recently at yeah. Whereabouts? In Elmer's End. And he was no better. Outside. And like, when, really? I say, when I say recently, it was like a year ago. Really? So he's like a contract. He was at Newcastle at the time, wasn't he? Yeah. Newcastle. And it was remarkable, like, um, 
there was a big crowd around the pitch, and I'd turn up a bit late for football. So I was like, uh, "What's going on?" Everyone's like, "Wayne Routledge is playing," and uh, I looked and saw this guy. Steve and I was, Walsh is playing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, "Oh yeah, he does like Wayne Routledge." They went, "No, Wayne Routledge." And I went, "That's impossible. He's a professional footballer. Yeah. He's got a contract. There's no way he'd be allowed to play." Mm. You know, five. And they went, "Oh no, uh, he's from round here. Um, he's playing under a it's different it's name. It's his mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He signed as uh, you know Shane Routledge <laughs> on the sheet." But um, it's just, apparently it's just, he'd gone to see his mates and they were like, do you want to play football? And he was like, yeah, or we'll play football. It's the only um, time he's getting a game, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing. Got like, injured, didn't it, on his debut. Broke his foot on his debut. Aaron Lennon came in. But the rest is history. <laughs> but watching him uh, down there, it was remarkable. He was like so much better than everyone else on the pitch. I thought you could say he's average. No, he was... He, he was, was really good. Uh, Incredible. And like, you know... Wayne Routledge, as a professional footballer, he's not an incredible footballer. Yeah. But Wayne Routledge, what playing five aside, he, he looked like uh, sort of Rivellino or you know, <laughs> uh, Ronaldinho. He's like he, yeah, all he's, doing, he's just doing like two touches and he's like, taking out three people yeah. and just like shooting from everywhere and you know just scoring most of the time and if not you know putting his and but occasionally you can say he felt a bit bad so he was like putting his passes through to people and they're like fluffing it and he's just smiling because he doesn't care what the score is of it but you say sort of thinking I probably would have uh, buried that you know it was great to sort of see but maybe it was the quality of players he was playing against absolutely as well, yeah, yeah so. that's, that's the thing <laughs> I reckon if he's up against me me, me <laughs> Osprey, if it was yeah. Osprey against him yeah you, you'd give him your famous reducer for like 30 seconds yeah, he's exactly. like you know it don't get any better than this way yeah, exactly. leave it son leave it <laughs> what, what team did you play for let's have well when I was I used to play for Campbell Warriors which was my team when I was which I ran into the ground I was, I was I, what, what I, sort of level did you play in terms of like divisions did you win the league I used to play for the team Athlete and okay. I worked for Trials at Millwall Alright. Yeah, Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, you yeah. were kind of a Frank Lampard type player, isn't it? And that's not a weight comment. Com- <laughs> <laughs> well, when, when I was playing, like, when I was like really good, I was like more of a centre back, so I was more like a. Uh, Michael Dawson. Michael Dawson, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was Tyrus t- Bramble. Tyrus Bramble was like my <laughs> kind of level I was at, really. So. Um, not a Dwight York type player. No, everyone thinks I look like Dwight York. <laughs> no, it was, it was the player, innit? Um, the French player who actually did look like. Sidney oh, Govou. Sidney yeah. Govou, yeah, he's my spitting. <laughs> and she said, I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I look, spitting him is Sidney Govou, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that, Jack. So on our Black History Month episode, we're going, think about black people, they look alike. No, but he don't, no, no, because the thing is, Tamo, the thing is some people do look alike, don't they? That's but fine. Tamo don't look like Dwight York, despite that time we were no. on the platform a while later, yeah. so I was like, hey, Dwight York, so yeah. yeah. And he got to explain, Dwight, oh, he's Dwight. Yeah. But then you then see Dwight York's brother on the train to something no, middle. Another black person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, wait, Dion Dublin. Yeah, Dion Dublin's not like, yeah. <laughs> <Strive> partners. <laughs> I think. But then, Tamo, yeah, you uh, moved out of Peckham, obviously. Or, or did you? You moved to the other, the edge of Peckham. I moved to East Dulwich. You moved to where that ain't Peckham part yeah, of Peckham. I moved, I moved, to, I moved to East Dulwich. And, um, basically, it was the borderlines of Peckham. The borderlines of Peckham, East Dulwich. Um, um, the house next door to me was East Dulwich. My house was Peckham, sadly. So Is that actually true, yeah? I think that's what I like to think it was, yeah. yeah, yeah but I was close But enough. it's like Gowlett Road, yeah. So even if you go down the end of Gowlett Road to the bit that's definitely is Peckham, you've got that kind of pub of the Gowlet, which is very East Dulwich, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like kind of new East Dulwich where people were... Uh, Bellenden Road type yeah, yeah, thing, yeah, you know, where yeah. people are just like, they won't accept that they're in Peckham. What's it, Peckham like Village? What do they call it? Peckham Village or something? Well, I'm not in Peckham. Yeah, no Bellenden Village yeah. as well, yeah, isn't Bellenden it? Village is, yeah, it's, it's horrible, horrible, horrible stuff. Mm. They've got a chocolatier in uh, Bellenden Road. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is a, there's a podcast, right? When me and Steve first started out doing podcasts, yeah, yeah. way back in uh, December 2011. <laughs> we were, we, uh, Steve was like, there's another South London podcast, man. I don't know if we're going to be able to compete. Like, it's already been done. Yeah. It's called, uh, uh, what's it called? Here Be Angels. Here Be Angels. And it's about East Dulwich slash Peckham. And it was just like, <laughs> it was just quite popular. Well, it was about, no, I think they branded it as South London, but they didn't really move too far from each other. Do you know what? That, that, that whole East Dulwich, Peckham kind of thing, that whole... Um, if you could beep up hand signals, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah. I can. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember Tamo? Well, obviously you do. Yeah. We were doing a music video uh, for a band called Stone Circle. Which oh, I think yeah. I'll put a link on the website. Like we filmed a bit of Elephant Castle, some stuff in uh, Ruskin Park. Ruskin Park, yeah. Yeah, and um, outside St Peter's, isn't it? Yeah, some outside St. Peter's Church. Yeah, say yeah, are, yeah. yeah. We were having a little meeting. They're all from South London, aren't they? Mm. We were around uh, Dr. Speed's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in DRS now. Biggest yeah. house I've ever been in. DRS. Nah, DRS, that we call yeah, it now. Yeah, yeah. DRS. Dr. Speed Productions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, it's it one is, of those ones where pop stars just have to constantly abbreviate pop stars. Musicians have to constantly abbreviate their names, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's like you go, don't call, call me DRS. I was saying to my friend earlier on uh, Facebook, she was saying she's going to a gig this week, and she said, "Yeah, I'm obviously Trail of uh, Trail of Dead," and I was like. And you will know us by that thing, and the, the band is called, and you will know us by the trailer, which is a great name for a band. Yeah. But after like a year or so, people are like, "I'm not, I'm not saying that, that long I'm name last. every single time." Have you heard the new I'm Godspeed like, album? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, my favorite example is Carter and Unstoppable Sex Machine. Yeah, and people are like, "Oh, great name, Carter and Unstoppable Sex Machine." And within a year, it was like Carter USM. Then it was <laughs> Carter, and then they just stopped in it. Like <laughs> nothing now. It's yeah. Like, so yeah, DRS, isn't it? But the thing is, like, um, Carter. The Unstoppable Sex Machine and Your Nars by the Child of the Dead are great names. Dr. Mm. Speed. Yeah, yeah, I don't Need know. An how can I hide the fact I'm called Dr. Speed? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. DRS. Yeah. Are you a carpet warehouse? It sounds like some sort of furniture firm, doesn't it? <laughs> but like, he lives, we had a meeting there in Herne Hill, wasn't it? But do you remember Herne Hill seemed like the height of luxury, isn't it? It, it still does <laughs> to me, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, up the hill, people lived up the hill was another. Been nice, uh, always been nice. He lived in a nice. Nice but do you know what, Tabo? Do you remember? I don't he, he was the last white person, actually, to go to Sacred Heart. Dr. Speed. <laughs> yeah, sorry. And, yeah, it was, they gave was, and it was Greek. <laughs> but I don't know if you remember this, time. When we were walking to the meeting, yeah, we saw that finger on the, in the road. What, a human finger? Yeah, we were just like, is that a finger? And we like rolled our foot over it. I like the fact it. that you went, you, I don't know if you remember this. And I was like, it's a human no, finger. No, but we never talked about it You're like, is there a, no, but the thing is, we didn't call the police because we were late for the meeting, innit? <laughs> but remember, it was on like kind of Casino Road or whatever it's called, uh, Casino uh, Avenue. You know that? You know yeah, that? Casino Road. Yeah, and it was uh, just like, just on the floor, and we were like, this is definitely a finger, but we've got to get to the meeting. I think you're making things up, Jack, because that's the nah. kind of thing I would remember. I'd probably see a human <laughs> finger. Just like sitting on maybe the it wasn't, man. Maybe well, it maybe wasn't. Or maybe it was the alcohol just like kicking in my brain. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, the in the meeting, was not in the meeting, we were kind of chatting with the. Doctor Speed and Mike Concise, and uh, you said that you lived in East Dulwich, in it, and uh, he said uh, Dulwich Rye, in it, which I thought was a hilarious. Was, <laughs> was Mike Concise? What's that term? Dulwich Rye. Yeah. <laughs> he was like the leader of the group, isn't it? He was. He's yeah, in a way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah he was. He was like the because um... he used to run the Mike Club, in it. Mike Concise of the back of the yeah. intellect. I got more <laughs> hits than websites on the internet. Do you, do you know what he was? He was like um. He was a black person you really needed for the show. You should have stayed friends with yeah. him. Yeah, he would have given her more intelligence for your Black History Month. You went to, I mean, you went to Mudshoot, innit? Is that the first place? So yeah. You're, you're out, basically. Mudshoot, yeah. Essex. Yeah, but I live in Croydon now, so I'm feeling sad. Yeah, so we skip over those, those uh, yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. The East London years. Yeah, call, call, call to me on St Giles Road not being Peckham, but calls Croydon South London. Shamelessly. <laughs> Shamelessly. <laughs> now, we, can't, we do count South London, uh, Croydon for the sake of the show. Thank you. Thank M- you. Mudshoot, on the other hand. Yeah, that's, that's pushing it a bit, isn't it? Well, yeah. it's across a river. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a pretty big river as well. Mudshoot's nice, though, isn't it? Manchu was a quite a nice area, yeah. Got the was... farm and uh, the... <laughs> <laughs> never get to the farm. No, you were like metres away from the river, innit? Yeah, I was like metres away. Like, if I could lean out. But <laughs> first time... <laughs> when, I first moved to, out the first, when I first moved to Manchu, to save money, I, I lived in the garage yeah. for like a few months. Yeah, that'll so do I, it. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was beautiful. But it was still Manchu. Yeah, so yeah. I was better than living in Peckham or east of Dulles Borders. So, and then so I'm hold just... on, better than living in Peckham is living in a garage. Yeah, garage in um, and then, yeah. I don't know if I can keep this in, Tabo. If you want me to take this out, man, just say yeah. But speaking of sleeping rough, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I was going to mention that, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. One time, well, you got locked out of your house, you didn't want to wake up your flatmates. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, I got one time, this is when I was living in Peckham, um, Peckham, Strocky, Sullage, and um, I got locked out of my flat, and it was about 4, 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, and I knew my flatmates were getting up early at about 6.30, so rather than... Knocking, ringing the bell. Rather than ringing the bell, I decided to go to a local park. Good screen. Yeah, sleep on the bench. And I did. I, t- I thought, where should I go? Should I go to the Peckham side? Should I go to the East <laughs> side? Live it up. Yeah. Live I thought, it you know what? Yeah. If I'm just leaving on the bench. It's not going to be a Peckham bench. And night, night it's all Peckham. Yeah. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I slept to the I slept to the bench. It was it was a, quite a nice night. I was, Is that I was, right? Yeah. I was actually talking about this the other day. I said there's like the William Blake Memorial and yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, like a liberating experience. People. Liberating experience. Like, do it and yeah. How many people could say they've really slept True. under the stars? I was like True. a cowboy. <laughs> That's what we're opening the show with. Yes, I was like a cowboy. You might remind me what this show's about. Yes. (laughs) Are you um, sort of looking forward to the day that you move out of Croydon, or is it not really like that? Whereabouts in Croydon? Um, I live near Warden. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Croydon is like. 
Sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll beep him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it was like what. It's like what Peckham was like ten years ago. You know what I mean? And Peckham's still bad, but um, like Croydon <laughs> is just like. There's a lot of like empty shots from him. Yeah, it's, beep, it's just of. it's just not a nice area. Like, did you get anything good though in the riots? Um, I've got a pair of Asics. <laughs> not Asics, uh, Asics. Ascot, Ascot, Ascot trainers. Yeah, Ascot trainers. Yeah. I got there a bit too late. No, like, um, I got a Bush VCR. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like, the thing is, that like, South Croydon is really nice. I've got, like, yeah. they call it the restaurant zone now. I've, I've seen that. <laughs> Was it the restaurant area or whatever? Like, they've got, like, big, like, kind of posters saying this is the restaurant zone. You can tell because there's loads of restaurants. You know what I mean? Like, every <laughs> giveaway. Yeah, the libraries. And you've got the clock tower, you've got the cinema. Yeah, the, you've got the there's museum. parts of it which, yeah. which are really nice, but then it's just like really skanky. Like, Overall, I want to live yeah, it's that's the thing. I, I, I'm sort of Anley, so I'm, I'm you know, 15 minutes away on a bus. So yeah. I go there for the library. Yeah. Uh, stay for the Primark. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the library's okay, I think. You know what I mean? Like, I go there sometimes not, to work. It's not as good as it should be for the size. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's really every, massive. Every time I go in there, it reminds me of Waterstones Piccadilly, where you go, this could be amazing. <laughs> yeah. But mm. they've clearly not got... With, with uh, the library, they haven't got the money yeah. to stock it properly. And with Waterstones, they lost the will. So. Yeah, they can't, couldn't be asked. But I'm, like, I'm, it's all right, Waterstones, turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to go to the library like, during a weekday just to see what, what things they do there. You know that's, I mean? that's when I go, because that's when my day's off from work. And it is, it's great. You know, in, it... You know, it's the obvious thing to do for like lunchtime jazz, which I can say. It's a nice thing to do, isn't it? Yeah. But lunchtime uh, jazz is the obvious thing. <laughs> no, for, for the sort of, for a, a cultural centre in South London on a weekday. And it's all get, lunchtime jazz, yeah. apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, as, a, as a sort of, you know, the whole sort of clock tower unit, I think is remarkable in terms of the facilities they've got there. You know, the, you know, you've got this big library, which, you know, isn't the sum of its parts, but the fact that you've got, um, you know, say there's gallery space, museum space, yeah. and uh, a cinema there as well. And the cinema's not terrible. They do sort of, you know, some good odd screenings that you wouldn't expect as well, which is quite nice. If you think of any other significant pl- South London places for you, Tabo, obviously Campbell Green, where you used to preach the word of God. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard the story about when um, I was walking through Campbell with my uh, friend who was of Nigerian descent? Okay, no, I've not heard of Um So walking through Campbell Green. And there's a guy leafling, um, and he's going. Was it from our church? It wasn't, man. Oh, no, it was not. Yeah, they you're, were black. Unless you want to tell us, I can end this story. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, and I just figured this guy's leafling. He found people going, uh, "Jesus loves you," but as we got closer, you realise he's only leafling black people. I like the movie. Skipping past the white people and going to the and the white devils. So, but you know, me and my mate Leo walk past, and you know one white, one black. So he goes up to him and like, you know, Jesus loves you. And says nothing to me. I was like, does Jesus not love me? He went, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, that's, no. It's, I it's, reverse, a, it's, it? it's a refreshing theological, yeah. uh, you know, discussion. Isn't it? Like, okay, fair enough. I don't think you get to decide. <laughs> well, the things I saw, like, I don't know if they were Nation of Islam people or whatever, just like, as I was coming here today, um, they were, had like the 12 tribes of Israel. Like on a big like, like oh. and like they like, had all the names and they had like definitions of them, and like um, quite damning definitions. Yeah, quite damning. Yeah, yeah. Because they are not fans. I'm not sure they were but they were certainly like Muslim, but they're all black, which made me think of like right, yeah. Nation of Islam. Both and, like, yeah, no, no Voltaire. No, yeah, yeah, so this is what they put Nation of Islam, then, isn't it? So um, Casual Friday. Yeah, <laughs> other black races are available. <laughs> <laughs> so um. They had like, what, like like Judah. I think Judah was the first one there. Yeah. And they go stolen from Africa. Oh, this, <laughs> this, this was quite interesting. So like, I tried to like look at them. And, like, and you're like, I wasn't black enough. No. Because they looked at me. They just looked away. They uh, saw the fans. Yeah. They sell out. Well, who's this drive turkey? <laughs> <laughs> I said that. <laughs> um, Similarly to uh, going through Campbell, I went to uh, was it Kench Town Forum a few years ago. Uh, I went to see Public Enemy, and if you go what what well this thing if you go to a Public Enemy gig in London, it's about sixty percent white. That's it's quite a, that's quite uh, low for a hip hop gig. I thought you were going to say like eighty nine percent white. I'm surprised yeah. it's only that much. It's, it's close to that, but I was trying to be nice. To yeah. um, uh, but the Nation of Islam, uh, Professor Griff's obviously been on the phone. Sorry, now. when was this? How long ago was this? This would have been 
Ninety-eight, maybe. 97, okay, 98. then so okay, yeah, because it was still nature. Because I've never seen nature movies live no more. But all right, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Is that it during the uh, original Stephen Lawrence trial, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it? Yeah, 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 that was a shining moment, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah, the final call got retired. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but they they were trying to leaflet uh, the queue for a Public Enemy gig. And uh, it's, I felt sorry for him because I'm like, trying to lean, lean past like seven white people to get this one bloke going standing there going, no, I'm in, in with like, this lot. In like, ironic, in like <laughs> ironic uh, glasses. I don't, and, uh, want, I don't want to be segregated from them. I like these people. Yeah. They're fine. Wearing like a Joy Division t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> And this is the white people at Public Enemy are not your enemy, are they? Yeah, <laughs> Friends of Public Enemy are not your enemy. <laughs> yeah, that, that was like, Brixton was like a big like nation of Islam. Yeah, you still get the newspaper. You still, because like, I, 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 I don't really go to that part of London no, no more as much. Like yeah. Peckham, was, Brixton, I don't really go there very much. Well, I, I remember when you bring up state, it's uh... a. <laughs> <laughs> but like, there was a record shop called Red Records, which yeah. is gone now, which is opposite like um, Brixton Tube, tube Station. station. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and like the Nation of Islam, like you'd walk out the tube, and then like um, there'll be like flowering you there, like. Then you want to go to Red Records to buy an Eminem album, and it'll be flowering <laughs> you, flowery, you there. And then, like, you walk out, oh, why are you buying a white devil for? You know, you know all that stuff, you know. But, like, you don't really, see, I don't know if it's a shortage of bow ties or whatever, as you say. You know? <laughs> but you don't, I don't see that many Nation of Islam people. I no think much. they still they still operate outside the tube station, less. It's a pretty ludicrous uh, organisation. It, it was <laughs> great fun. Yeah, it was just, great fun. Do you know what? I'd like to dress up smart sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening. Have a great Black History Month. Uh, maybe celebrate Black History Month every month. Yeah. But for the time being, definitely check out uh, a lot of London councils have great sort of... Some of terrible ones. But mm. there's some great sort of events going on if you check listings for um, uh, the councils nearby. I'm sure you and obviously Greenwich, month. they've decided that Black History Month is every month, so they're not acknowledging If you live in Greenwich... Do something yourself. Don't, don't wait for a council to tell you this is what you're going to do. Get out and celebrate something yourself. Follow us on Twitter at SLHC Podcast. We need to plug now, innit? Because Tabo's going to bring in so many extra listeners. You know what I mean? <laughs> How many followers you got on Twitter? I've got 32, I think. Bring all of them. I bring all of them. <laughs>